Welcome to the 8th episode of the Zay Coleman Podcast. So today we're talking about five moves to the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets should make in the offseason. The first move that the Miami Heat should make is re-sign Dwayne Dedman. He provides excellent depth for them off the bench. It's crazy to realize that I've had Dwayne Dedman in every single episode of this of you know this podcast so far. It's crazy to think I'll go back I will go back to my notes. Dwayne Denman is in every single one of those notes because everybody needs a backup big that can shoot and play defense. Every team needs that. Now, granted, the he was a piston for about seven minutes, and then we waived him. I was okay with us waving him because he was making way too much money for what he provides. But if he's making two, three, four million dollars a year, that's solid for Dwayne Denman. That's genuinely solid. Like if. He like him making fifteen million dollars in was it Atlanta? I think paying him. Yeah, that's no Sacramento. Sacramento paid him. Yeah, that's not. That's not what you want in the Wayne Dedman. He puts up okay numbers. He's no, he's not. He's not a stats guy. He's in. He's in. He's an analytic guy. He's an analytic, an analytical person's favorite player or one of their favorite centers, is because he's he you know. He's an above-average shooter and an above-average defender. That's all you want coming off the bench from a center. You don't need him to be a 25-point-per-game scorer. You just need him to play his role. That's that's literally the definition of a role player. Play your role. If not, step. And Dwayne Dedman, every team he's been on, except maybe his early run in Orlando, because, again, not really his fault. He didn't play all that much. Once he went to San Antonio, and then I think it was, I think it was Atlanta after that, and then Sacramento, and I think it was what what other team did he play for? I honest, I genuinely forgot after his uh, his Sacramento one run. Was that with Detroit? Oh, is that how we got? No, that's not how we got uh, Corey. There's no way that's how we got Corey Joseph. It's not. I don't remember what. No, that's not. No, that was way after. Never mind. I'm trying to remember. No, I'm gonna keep it. I was saying, should I edit this? I'm gonna keep it. We, we like to ramble around here. I genuinely forgot. How did we get Dwayne Dedman and then wave them? I think it was we traded Trevor Reason. It might have been. I don't know. Some, something stupid. It's something stupid that happened. That's the point. Anyway, we waved him. It was whatever. You know, we can't get we can't get him back. At least not for another eight months, maybe. Or four months. But going back to doing what Dedman. He's, a, he's an excellent role player. He's not a starting center. He shouldn't be a starting center unless you're on a tanking team, which Atlanta was at the time. But that's okay. He can be a genuine, one of the better backup bigs in the league. I think him and Dwight Howard are probably the two, maybe JaVale McGee too, two of the best, three of the best backup centers in the league. And I think he, he provides that greatly for Miami. Number two, trade for a star. Word is... They want Brandon Ingram, and Duncan Robinson is the number one trade ass that New Orleans wants back. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love Duncan Robinson. I love him at Michigan. I love that he went from D3 to undrafted, G League, and all of that. Being, you know, a good starter on the Heat. But let's not act like they would rather have Brandon Ingram than Duncan Robinson. Brandon Ingram can shoot the ball, but can also create his own shot. 
when he wants to, he can play good defense. I think he's a great fit in Miami. I know that's not that's probably not a, a popular opinion. I would love him in Miami. That'd be a good sight to see. Not even as a Heat fan, just as a basketball fan. Him and Jimmy Butler would be a really good fit. Ingram can handle the outside. Jimmy Butler can handle the inside. Bam doesn't have to be a shot creator. He can just be what he basically what his was at Kentucky, and I was you know a lob catcher. That could be a great team right there, especially in the Eastern Conference, where especially where Miami was in the bottom half. It's not that competitive. It really isn't that competitive. Miami can just as easily fall into home court advantage just from making a trade for Brandon Ingram. And, of course, Duncan Robinson isn't the only guy they're giving up. It's probably Kendrick Nunn. Probably, who's the salary filler on that team? Probably Trevor Reese is a free agent. Never mind. I don't know who would be a salary filler for Brandon Ingram. But that's a good trade nonetheless. That's an excellent trade if I'm Miami. You you give up whatever you 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 can give up whoever you want as long as it's not Butler or uh, Adebayo. Outside that, you can get rid of whoever. You can get rid of Goran Dragic. He's good. Don't get me wrong. I love Goran Dragic, but I'd rather have Brandon Ingram, obviously. In that same boat, if you don't make an Ingram trade, please resign Goran Dragic. Because you're going to need another shot creator next to Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is not going to do that 48 minutes a game. He just he shouldn't. He shouldn't not in not in the regular season at least, not in the regular season. Play, playoffs. We Jimmy showed in his that uh, one run the first run in Miami with uh, going against the Lakers. He showed that he can be an excellent shot creator for 48 minutes a game. Quite literally, 48 minutes a game. But I, he shouldn't have to do that in a regular season. Tyler Hero hasn't been that. Not saying he won't be that, but he hasn't so far. And how long is Miami willing to wait on Tyler Hero developing into an elite shot creator like a Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell did? They they caught it like that. Tyler Hero just hasn't had that. Now, granted, he is coming off the bench, and that's kind of you know derailing his confidence a little bit. But you shouldn't have to be given a starting spot. You should work for it. Tyler Hero again, a genuinely good, a genuine good player. He just, you know, he ha- he has his issues. He has his issues. But Goran Dragic, that's that's your second cr- shot creator next to Jimmy Butler. That is your guy. If you again, if you don't make a Brandon Ingram trade, that is, that should be number one on the radar. Is getting a Brandon Ingram trade. But if you want it, like Chris Paul is out there also. But again, Chris Paul makes a lot, a lot more money than Brandon Ingram does and is also older. Chris Paul wants that max. He's just said, he's telling every GM out there, I want a max contract because I just took a team that didn't make the playoffs last year to the NBA Finals without, outside of Jay Crowder, making no real major moves. That's what he's just told 29 other front offices not named Phoenix. That is what he just told them two months ago. Uh, um, a month ago. He told them, I took this team to the finals that nobody expected to go to the finals this year. Scratch back 365 days, I took an OKC team that had a 0.4% chance of going to the playoffs. 
scratch that uh go back one year further i took a uh i did i quote unquote i took a rockets team from one win away from the nba finals 27 in consecutive missed threes away from the finals probably a championship too with that Cavs team being you know terrible that year somehow made it to the finals you know Chris Paul just told 29 NBA franchises that's not Phoenix that I deserve to be that guy Chris Paul in Miami with Jimmy Butler and Bam again somehow you got to create some some resemblance of salary filler but it could work it is somehow possible to get CP3 and Jimmy Butler on the same team it is possible not probable but it is possible as the most annoying line in 2k quoted right there not probable but it is possible okay number four it's kind of, you know, a boring one. But try your best to resign Trevor Ariza. 30 teams is looking for Trevor Ariza right now. They want a vet who can shoot and coach young guys. That is Trevor Ariza, and he's not going to command $15 million a year for it. Miami, you have Trevor Ariza as a guy who can mentor, each, you know, Tyler Hero. Now, granted, Tyler Hero, I don't know if he wants to listen to a Trevor Ariza. I don't think he cares. But a, tre- a Trevor Reason in that locker room, even if he doesn't play, just him in the locker room is valuable to your young guys. He can be valuable to a Duncan Robinson. He can be valuable to a Kendrick Nunn. Again, I don't think the young guys w- would care to listen to a Trevor Reason. That's on them. But let's not act like Trevor Reason isn't valuable to an NBA team right now. I would, I would love, again, not on the 15 mil he was making, but I would like Trevor Reason in Detroit. He can coach a Sekundum boy or, you know, a Jeremy Grant, a Sadiq Bey. You know, he, that, Trevor Reason is, is 16 years in the NBA currently. 16 years in. I think he knows a lot more about the NBA than a Sadiq Bey does. Or a lot more than a Sekundum boy. And he can pass that knowledge to a young guy. Similar to, you know, a Casey Apollo or, you know, Precious Ashiwa. He can pass that that knowledge off to a young guy. And again, he doesn't have to do it on $15 million a year like he was with uh, was it Sacramento when he was playing terribly. I mean, he was terrible in Sacramento. Or what he was making with uh, Washington. He doesn't have to do that on $15 million. He can do it on $3 million. Now again, I don't know if he just wants $3 million. He's made enough money in the NBA where he could say, I do not care about the money anymore. I care about giving back to the league. Again, I don't know what Trevor Ariza's mindset is. I'm just saying that could be him. That could be his role for the next three, four years, to be honest. Trevor Ariza does not. He could be the Udonis Aslam. He does not have to be. uh, He doesn't have to, you know, take, you know, $75 million contract anymore. He can, you know, take what the game is giving him and pass it off to the next guy. That's as simple as it is. And number five, go get a stretch four. Again, I genuinely couldn't tell you the starting power forward of the Heat right now. After, you know, they traded Kelly Olenek and Myers Leonard 
had his, you know, little issues. I couldn't tell you to start him from five. Until today, I forgot Victor Oladipo played for this team. Because that's how, A, that's how long the Heat haven't played basketball. And B, that's just how forgettable the Heat roster is outside of Jimmy Butler and a band. It's crazy to think about. That that, that that team is pretty forgettable outside of the top two. But, you know, go get a stretch. A stretch forward could be necessary, especially if it's a sign-and-trade ordeal with uh, surrounded by Victor Oladipo. If it's something surrounded by Victor Oladipo and you can get, you know, a Doug McDermott or, now granted, I don't think he wants to go back to Indiana after what they did to him. But, you know, you could potentially do a, a three-team ordeal where, I know, granted, Victor wants to be in Miami. I understand that. Victor wants to be in Miami. But Miami shouldn't take a Victor Oladipo who has so many red flags. It's crazy. Injury history is through the roof. The fact that he was one of the more inefficient players in the league last year. You know, he has a lot of red flags compared to just three years ago. It's crazy how time flies. That just three years ago, Victor Oladipo was one of the more promising young players in the league. After, you know, a stinker in OKC, he came to Indiana with no expectations, took that team to the playoffs, and was one of the better young players in the league. Now, I'm questioning if he can be a third guy on a team. Crazy how time flies. That Victor Oladipo has become this forgettable. That I genuinely forgot that this man was in the league. Like, and there's, this is coming from somebody who watches 75 basketball leagues on the, almost on a daily basis. From pro, you know, NBA, G League, you know, Euro League, Afro League, whatever. No matter what. I watch basketball just to watch basketball. But I forgot Victor Oladipo was in the NBA. And that's, that's sad. That's all, That could be on me. It could also be on the fact that Oladipo hasn't done anything spectacular in two and a half years. Since he can't, since that horrific, horrific knee injury he had a couple years ago, he has not been the same since. And it's and it's unfortunate because I love Victor Oladipo so much, especially during that Indiana Pacers run, at least in the first season, when he and him and LeBron were going toe to toe in the playoffs. I genuinely enjoyed that. One of my favorite series that year alone. One of my favorite series. But after that. That season, the season after, and that knee injury, it messed him up for real. It messed him up to the point where there was no return. I'm sorry, but there just was no return for him. Now, again, I would like for the old Victor Oladipo to come back. I just don't trust it to come back in this environment. Okay, so now with the Denver Nuggets, first, let's go get a shooting guard. I still can't tell you the starting shooting guard right now. Is it Will? Is it still Will Barton? Because I still, I still don't understand, man. I still don't understand. Is it still Will Barton? Because last time I checked, Will Barton was playing small forward for this team. But again, that's just how the cookie crumbles, man. But I would like to a couple people I have down here. JJ Reddick. I don't remember if JJ Reddick's a free agent this year or not, or is it next year? Because I remember he he was in Dallas. They didn't play him. And then somehow, you know, something happened. 
I assume he is a free agent this offseason. Or if not, maybe go make a trade for him. I'm sure he's not that expensive. No, he, see, Dallas, they don't need guards. They do not need another guard. They don't need a J.J. Reddick. They can easily ship. If they can, they can stretch, you know, give him the stretch provision. Or probably not the stretch because he's only on a one-year deal. But they can waive him. And if he if he's waived, Denver is a team that I would love for this man to play. A team I would love to see him in. But if he's not available, a Reggie Bullock would be excellent on this team. I don't know why. I think he, a Reggie Bullock would be great in Denver because they just need a shooter. They just need a shooter. Like Aaron Gordon, not a shooter. Paul Millsap, not a shooter. Jokic, while he can shoot and is a good shooter, he doesn't take a whole lot of threes. He's, you know, he's a bruiser in the paint. Jamal Murray, shot creator, but not the most consistent guy when it comes to shooting threes. If one consistent three-point shooter on this team, and they'd be fine. They'd be, they keep on this team about eight months ago was in the Western Conference Finals going toe-to-toe with the Lakers with argue, the arguable GOAT and one of the greatest power forwards of all time in Anthony Davis. Toe-to-toe with him. I think it was, the series went like five, but they were close five. It was a close five-game series. I just feel like this team is either one shooter away or one, another shot creator away, which number three is kind of, you know, a given on who I would like for them to target. Potentially a Will, Will Barton sign-and-trade ordeal. With number two, re-sign P.J. Dozier. Again, back to my first point, they don't have a shooting guard. They don't. P.J. Dozier is the only actual shooting guard on this team. And even that is, you know, he's while he's good, he's more suited coming off the bench than he is as a starter. Not because of his talent level, just because of what his primary skill is, which is scoring. I think of P.J. Dozier off the bench with them, is an actual he can play the Bryn Forbes ish role, or maybe the Pat Connaughton role in Milwaukee, or in Phoenix. I guess I guess it'd be the Etwan Moore role. Phoenix didn't use a whole lot of backup guards outside of Cameron Payne, but yeah, he can play that. He can be that guy for them. I feel like he he can easily be that guy. Or he could play like the KCP role from the Lakers. That's that's a, how I see PJ Dozier playing. Maybe not as good of a defender as KCP, but still to that effect of a wing who can either start or come off the bench and give you buckets. That's that's a PJ Dozier right there. Number three, go after either Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry without giving up your top two. Anybody else could be available. Aaron Gordon, you're available. Uh, you know, Will Barton, free agent, sure, uh, pull up a try, sign a trade. Lowry, I think, would be a lot easier than a Chris Paul because Chris Paul wants the max. I'm telling you, he wants the max. But Kyle Lowry, you know, he he can accept the 25 mil maybe. And 25 mil, that's literally Will Barton and uh, uh what's in Aaron Gordon. While again, you probably don't want to give up Aaron Gordon. Maybe you want to give up Paul Millsap. I said. Paul Millsap, he wouldn't mind being traded. He wouldn't mind saying either. He just doesn't care. Paul Millsap just wants to hoop. That's Paul, and that's why I love Paul Millsap. Always have, always will. He just wants to hoop. He doesn't care where he hoops. He just wants to hoop. 
And that's what I love about him. But yeah, I would <laughs> like to see a Chris Paul on his team, just seeing two of the best passers in the league not lame LeBron James, throwing haymakers to whoever is open, because chances are one or both are getting double teamed. I just wanted to see him throw sexy passes all day. I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Number four, I mentioned it a few times in this segment with the Nuggets alone. A sign and trade for Will Barton wouldn't be terrible. Will Barton is he while he is a good scorer. Yeah, you you can do without a, a Will Barton to be honest. You can easily do behind without a Will Barton. Will Barton isn't the key piece to a championship team unless you're maybe the Suns and you can afford him. But he's not that key piece to a team. Like people like you know, like he would say he is. Again, while he's good, you know, he's not untouchable. There's not a situation where Oh, you can trade for LeBron James, but uh, I don't want to give up Will Barton. You'll give up Will Barton for LeBron James easily. But if he stays, I wouldn't be mad at it because Denver still Denver likes him. He likes it in Denver, and I like watching Will Barton play. That's just how it is. At number five, we're gonna end on a downer. It's not you know a KP segment or a, you know what was it the Dennis Shooter segment from the previous couple episodes, but re-signed JaVale McGee. And I really contemplated with this one. I contemplated, should they re-sign JaVale McGee? Because, like, I want to see Bobo uh, Bo play, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game. Again, I don't think his knees or his feet can hold up with it, but I want to see him play a few minutes, maybe a few more minutes, I should say, than what he has been playing. I want to see if Zeke Najee is ready in his second season. I really do. If he's ready, play him. If he's not, no. Then recently you can re-sign a JaVale McGee. Okay, that's so that's the you know, the end of the episode. If you missed the previous seven, I think it's seven episodes, then you can check them out. Spotify, Google Podcasts, on Anchor. You know, it doesn't matter. But, you know, you love me. I love you. Let's love each other. Bye.